now. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Here we are. Amen. Part two. All right, teach you. Yeah, she goes move me around again. All right. All right. Okay, part two of Pride. And our subtitle for today is Pride Goes Before Destruction. All right, or oh, the destruction of pride. I'm sorry, the destruction of pride. He looked at me, guys, because he thought I remembered, but I forgot. She forgot. I forgot. So she's being demoted. <laughs> she got to carry my Bible now. No. <laughs> Praise God. Thank you for Jesus. Well, we welcome, we welcome everybody here today. Amen. Amen. Um, and we're talking about our topic, pride, and we we discovered. Last week, you know, we're going to be teaching on pride for the next several weeks, and we're going to be ministering together like we are right now. And we discovered that pride is, is the most destructive force yeah. in this earth ever. Yeah. And it was pride that brought Lucifer down. Amen. His name was Lucifer. He was an angel. And, uh, and pride brought him down because he said over in the book of Isaiah, um, I should have been there already. No, you don't have any way to go this way. Isaiah chapter 14, and look at verse 12. I believe it's verse 12, Isaiah 14, 12. And it says this. Oh, where did it start? All right. Isaiah 14, 12 says, uh, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son, uh, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which thou didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said, listen to this, thou hast said in thine heart, I, there it is, I, the beginning of pride, the beginning of pride, I will ascend into heaven, and I, there's that I again, I will exalt my, I, and my throne above the stars of God. And I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation and in the sides of the north. And I will ascend above the heights of the clouds and I will be like the most high. Oh, but look at verse 14. And verse 14 says what? Uh, verse 15. Yet, you know, you said all these things, but yet you will be brought down to hell and to the sides of the pit. Pride goes before destruction. Amen. 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 Pride goes before destruction. Let's talk about what pride is. And we talked, we gave some definitions of pride. And we said pride is arrogance. It's readiness to, to presume and conduct the thought as by saying and doing something without, without the right to do it or without permission. And unwarrantedly or impertinently bold. Impertinent, which means intrusive. Rude, uncivil, all right? And then we saw in James 4, 6, it says, the proud or the haughty are those who appear, who, who, who raise themselves up above, the, above others. All right? And you never thank God for grace. Amen. Because we have the grace of God, which is what? A divine influence on our heart. On our heart. His ability, his strength, his capacity. We desire his will and not our own will. Amen? Amen. Thank God for grace. Thank God that I don't have to depend on my strength, that I don't have to live in my own strength, because I'll always come up short. Amen. 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 Please be positioned to come up short. Yes. I'm using this today because I know that my work wasn't as forceful as my husband's. So, <laughs> so I'm using, I'm using this. And we did. Pastor Jason, we went over last week when we talked about before we were even around Lucifer and Pride we also discussed um, in the garden Oh my God! that was another form of Pride and, um, what, and what did it bring? what did it bring and, and let's look okay. since you said that, Genesis chapter 3 and let's look at verse uh, I'll give you a verse here in a second Genesis chapter 3 I'm glad you mentioned that I wanted to follow up with that, all right? Uh, let's look at verse 6 and 7 and, and maybe 8 and maybe the rest of the Bible. 
Let's see. No. All right, here we go. In verse 6 it says, And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, now mind you, the deceiver had came and deceived her, and what did he make her focus on? On her ability to be like God. So she said, well, I mean, in her mind, why do I need God when I can be like God? Yeah. Same thing he did, and that's why he got kicked out of heaven. Yeah. So he says here, it says, and, and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that thing, she looked at it, it looked good, and, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, it was, it was beautiful, and a tree to be designed to make one wise. Oh, I'm going to be, here's the eye again, I'm going to be wise. I'm going to have I'm going to have the mind of God, I'm going to be like God. And she took of the fruit, pride, and she did eat, and she also gave to her husband. It, it, it always... You know, we used to hear people in the old days, they used to, well, I'll say old days, probably these days too, they used to teach that Adam wasn't there when she ate the tree. Mm -hmm. That dude was standing right there. Right there. So his mind wasn't on God. Right. His mind was on that woman. Oh. Because yeah. you know that fruit looked good. Yeah. Oh, wow. That fruit looked real good, didn't it? Yeah. But that woman looked real good. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yes. That woman must have looked good because here he yes. is defying what God said. Well, God, you know, hey, God, you gave it to me, but she said it, it must be good. Right? Yeah. yeah. Right? And so then, right, <laughs> as he ate of the tree. But let's look at what happened. Pride. Look what pride did. And the eyes of them were broke open. And they knew that they were naked. They knew that they were naked, so now shame came. Right. So what did they try to do? They tried to cover themselves. They now before this, they were covered with the glory of God. They could be naked standing before one another. They they were covered with God's glory. Yeah. But now they were disobedient, and the glory of God had been lifted. They no more. They didn't feel the protection. They didn't feel all the things that they felt before they. We're disobedient. Well, watch this now. And, and and they sewed fig leaves and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden. And in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves. So what happened? Now they're hiding. Now that they're afraid of God. Now fear had set in. They never knew fear before. But now fear had set in. They had no reason to be fearful because they had the great and almighty God that backed them. All right, here we go. And so fear set in, and, uh, and, uh, and they hid themselves uh, from the presence of the, of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. And the Lord called on them. Who did he call? He called it. He didn't call he Eve. Called, he called Adam. He didn't call Eve. He called Adam. What did I tell you? Yeah. Yes. What did I tell you? Yeah. That's right. You were in charge. I gave you all authority in this earth. You had the authority over everything. If you tell the mountains to move, they move. Everything was subject to you. What did I tell you? Any voice that came against what I told you, I gave you the authority to cast it down. I told you to subdue. I told you to dominate. Nothing happened until Adam partook. Until Adam partook. Now watch this. And the Lord, and, 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 and he said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid. Mm -hmm. Afraid? How do you know about fear? I was afraid and I hid myself. And the Lord said, who told you? And I was naked. Right. I, mean, I was afraid because I was naked. In other words, I'm not covered anymore. I don't feel your glory anymore. So I hid myself. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree where I commanded you not to? And he said, that woman, Bishop, you be Lord. There he go passing the buck. He passing up that woman. That woman. All right. And then, of course, God, being so loving in verse 15. He said, I'm going to deal with this. Amen. He said, this is God's first promise. He's going to send the Savior. He says, I'm going to put enmity between you and the woman. He's talking to the serpent now, to Satan. And between the woman, or between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. And her seed, it shall bruise your head. That's the death blow. That's Jesus he's talking about. And you'll bruise his heel. In other words, you're going to do, he's going to suffer persecution. He's going to go through some things. All right, he's going to 
bear the sin of the world, but it's going to be it's going to be a light blow compared to what's going to happen to you. Amen. 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 But pride, pride goes. I'm sorry. You need the Bible. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Yes. And pride, Proverbs thirteen ten, and pride comes. Only, only by pride comes. Only by pride comes repentance. Only there is one way pride comes. God is so good. One way. No, no, no. God is so good. There's only one. There is only one way that contention comes. Only one way. Only one way. None other. So if there's contention in any, whatever we may be dealing with, if there's contention in anywhere, we know the root of it is pride. It's pride. We, if there's contention, it's all the root of it has already been identified based on scripture. It's pride. Glory be to God. So it can't hide itself. It cannot hide itself. So we're going to we're going to talk about the pride. What was the title? Destruction. Pride goes before destruction. And an example we're going to use, we're going to go to the Old Covenant, and we're going to look at Nebuchadnezzar as an, as an example. And you guys are so, I know you're all so familiar, you know, with, you know, the Hebrew, you know, with Daniel, the Hebrew boy, the fiery furnace. I know you're all so familiar with that. With that. <laughs> right, you're familiar with that. So then we're going to talk, we're going to talk, but we haven't heard so much. We know he's a king, he was a king. Of you know Babylon, that we know. But we haven't talked about. We're going to see how pride played a part in this, a huge part in his life as a as a king. So let's start. Uh, we're going to read first Daniel two twenty and twenty two. And I want. I really want to paint a picture here of how this all happened with with uh, Nebuchadnezzar, how pride came in and and. See how it worked out, how it played itself out. Daniel 2, 20 through 22. Daniel answered. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. And he changed the times and the seasons. He removed kings and set up of kings. He gives wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. He, Daniel was a prophet at this time, the voice of God at this time, and he, he's blessing the Lord. He's blessing the Lord. And he's saying that this wisdom, that this is, this, it comes from God. Wisdom comes from God. Let's go into verse 37. Right there, verse 37. And it reads, this he's speaking over the king. He says, thou, O king, art a king of kings. For the God of heaven hath given thee a kingdom. The God of heaven has given you a kingdom. Power and strength and glory. So he's letting, he's letting, you, king, you have these things. And this is where it's come from. God has given this to you. And now look down in verse 46. Then the king, Nebuchadnezzar, fell upon his face and worshipped Daniel and commanded that they should offer an oblation and sweet odors unto him. Now, this 46 happened after the king had this dream. I mean, most of this is about Daniel because God had given Daniel the gift to, to interpret these visions and dreams. And so this was after a dream that nobody else, the king dreamed a dream, forgot the dream, but then wanted all his people to come in, tell him what the dream was that he'd forgotten, and then interpret it. Nobody could do it. In fact, they was like, nobody can do, nobody on earth can do that, but Daniel did. So after Daniel did that, the king falls down and he worships Daniel. He's a king. 
So he's going to worship a man. So I'm, I'm just imagining, well, why don't people worship me? So after this act, go to, go to chapter 3, verse 1, chapter 3. Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold whose height was three score cubits and his breadth, therefore, of six cubits. He set it up in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king sent and gathered the prince. He gathered all the people in leadership so that all of these people could let people, let all of their people know in the provinces that they are to worship him at a certain time. So here, he, this image, when I looked up, is 45 feet high and nine feet wide. And this image, after he had worshiped Daniel, I'm gonna make an image so people can worship me. So this is an image of himself that he set in Babylon so that he would call the people at a certain time to come and worship him. Now when that happens, that's because Daniel and Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego weren't gonna do that and they didn't do that, that's why they were thrown in the lion's den. The yeah, <laughs> thank you. That's why they were thrown in the fiery furnace, because they were not gonna bow down. They were not gonna worship. How are you gonna worship an image when you know the true and living God? That's right. How do we allow things or people or anything to become our God where we know the true and living God. Amen. So he, they weren't going to do that. They knew God. And uh, so many times, over and over, God had proven himself and shown himself to them. So no, no, it wasn't going to happen. So let's, verse 46, let's go to, let's go to chapter 4. We're going to read verses 30 through 31. Verses um, 30 through 31. Glory to God. Glory to God. So the king has had more dreams, and there's been more interpretations. And so the king is, I mean, he has, he has it all. He has it all. Verse 30. And in, and in him having it all, this is what he said. The king spake and said, Is not this great Babylon? that I built for the house of the kingdom by the might of my power and for the honor of my majesty. Does that remind you of anybody we just talked about? That Pastor just, God reminds us of someone else. He said, I'm sorry. The king spake and said, it's not, because he's looking at what he's accomplished. And in the very beginning, Daniel said, in the very beginning, in 2, um, 22, 22, he's saying that things, all of this comes from God. But over, over time, pride has set in. The king spake and said, it's not this great Babylon that I have built for the house of the kingdom of the might of my power and for the honor of my majesty. While the word was in the king's mouth, there fell a voice from heaven saying, O King Nebuchadnezzar, to thee it is spoken. The kingdom is departed from thee. Just like that. Because out of his heart, the same thing with the enemy, when pride was found in him, Lucifer, get out of here. There's no, there's no place for, get out of here, you're out of here. He was cast down. So, as soon as he spoke this, it departed from him. Now, I don't know, and he had, he was in a very bad state. I don't know how many years he was in that place. I knew that the scripture says that his hair grew long and gray. The scripture says that his nails were like claws. So he was in this desolate place for, I don't, I don't know. It just says, in verse 34, it says, and at the end of the days, after he went through, after the, after the kingdom departed from him, during this time period, at the end of this time period, the scripture says, and at the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted up my eyes into heaven, 
and my understanding returned unto me. You think he thought he was doing it? Took his eyes off himself. Yeah. And put his eyes on God. Yes, he did. Amen. It takes, it, it takes humility or humbleness, whichever one is correct. To, to, to do that. Sometimes, and God doesn't want us to, he, God, because he's a loving father, he doesn't want us to have to get into a, into dire straits. He doesn't want us to be scared straight. He doesn't That's want right. that. He wants us to love him because of who he is. Because he is our father. So he says, 39, 30, 34, at the end of the days, I Nebuchadnezzar lifted my eyes unto heaven, and my understanding returned unto me, and I blessed the Most High, and I praised and honored him that liveth forever, whose dominion, he thought he was the one, all right, and his dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom is from generation to generation, he got it. All right, he got, he got it. Let's go down to 36. Yes. At the same time, and he says, at the same time, he says, my mind, my understanding returned to me. 36 says, at the same time, my reason returned unto me. And for the glory of my kingdom, my honor and brightness returned unto me. And my counselors and my Lord saw them to me, and I was established or reestablished. In my kingdom, an excellent majesty was added unto me. And verse 7, now I, verse 37, now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the king of heaven, all whose works are truth and his ways judgment. And I love this. And those that walk in pride, do you think he can talk? Yeah. You think he can talk about, you think he knows some things about pride, right? You think, you think he might. He says, and those that walk in pride, <laughs> he is able, <laughs> glory to God, <laughs> he is able to abase or to bring you down. He is able to bring you back down to humility to where you need to be. He experienced it. He knows about it. And he became humble. And from going to this person that thought so highly of himself, that he had a statue made of himself, so that if you don't, at this time, when you hear the, 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 the horn blowing or whatever instruments they've used to let the people know it's time to go worship the king, if you don't, you're going to lose your life. You either worship me or you die. Those are your choices. You worship me or I take your life. Glory be to God. This man that was so prideful that he did that, but now he can say, now he can say, those that walk in pride, God is able. God is, he is, he's able to bring you back down to earth. He's able to restore your right mind. Because if you're in pride, that's the wrong mind. He's able to do that. He's able to put your mind back on him. If you walked away, he's able to restore that. Glory be to God. Because that's the, that's the Father that loves us and the Father that we so love. Yeah. That's just an example of how pride goes before destruction. Amen. 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 And, you know, the Old Testament, we always say the Old Testament is the New Testament conceived. This entire Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, is about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ Amen. and the life that we have in Christ Jesus. Okay? So these are all examples of things that we don't want to get caught up in, things that we don't want to keep us and distance us. Listen to this. This is important. Distance us from the finished work of Jesus Christ. Amen. Because Amen. in the... You know, 
in the Old Testament, the, you know, we realize the Jews had the protection of God. They had, they, you know, they were, you know, God's people. But today we're God's children. Today, what they got on the, through the external, we now have internally on the inside of us. And in order for those things to operate, there's no place for pride. Let's look at pride. Let's look at what the scripture says. Let's look at some of what um, Nebuchadnezzar, what he dealt with. Now, uh, some of the things he was going through, some of the characteristics that he that he displayed. The Amplified Bible, okay? Proverbs chapter 18, verse 2. You can look at it in, the, in whatever version Bible you have, but I want I want to point some things out. So, pardon? Yeah, read, you can read the net. You can read the, read it from the King James first, but I want to I want to look at it also from Proverbs. I mean, from the Amplified Bible. Okay. I'm going to look at that before, and just so you'll know, Jamal, we're going to go to the 14th chapter, uh, verse three, also of Proverbs. Okay. Proverbs 18:2. Mm -hmm. Verse first, glory be to God. And it reads, a fool. I want to focus on that right there. A fool. Go ahead. Have no delight in understanding. How did his understanding was he touched down? Exactly. He had no delight in understanding. A fool have no delight in understanding, but that his heart may discover itself. That his heart may discover itself. Now let's look at it from, let's look at the, another interpretation because I want you to get a full understanding of what this is saying. And if you, if you, if you can't pull So, according to the Amplified, this verse says, a fool, meaning someone who is self-confident, a self-confident, and, and Amplified it will say, self-confident, it's in parenthesis, fool has no delight in understanding, but only in revealing his personal opinions and his self. And himself. In revealing what his view, his opinion, what he feels. His will, his way, you can say his his will, his determination. Okay? So a fool, it, it says a self-confident. So when you see the word fool, what does it mean? It, it means that a, this, this person is self-confident. Let me tell you something. If you're self-confident, you have no confidence in God. You have become a God to yourself. Adam and Eve have become a God to themselves. They have become gods to themselves, and then they realized immediately that they were powerless. They had no ability to, to survive. We, you can't live this life in your own might, in your own, your own power. So that's what you're According, doing, that you're relying on yourself. You're, you're self-reliant. And let's look at verse 14. Uh, uh, chapter 14, verse 3. And I'm going to read it. You can read it from the King James, but I'm going to read it also uh, from the Amplified. 14.3? Right. Mm -hmm. Alright. In 14.3. In the mouth of the foolish is a rod of pride, but the lips of the wise shall preserve them. Let me tell you something. So often, and, and, and like I said, in the mouth uh, of, of the foolish is a rod of pride. In other words, you can be talking to people, and they can't see themselves. They can't hear a word you're saying because, because they know everything. <laughs> you know, they only know, you know, how do I know? Because I experienced it, because I live it, because, because of this natural realm. The reason people stay stuck in pride is because they only, and they stuck in the me, I, and I, is because they only, they only know from experience of the natural realm. They have not yet experienced the finished work of Jesus Christ. That's true. Which is where, I'm going to talk about this, stay with me. The Amplified says, in the fool's own mouth is a rod to shame, which brings shame, is a rod to shame his pride, but wise men preserve his mouth. Glory to God. I love that. Read it again, please. Can I read it? Yeah, you can read it. Up I love that. In the fool's own mouth is a rod to shame. to shame his pride. 
but wise men preserve his knowledge. Right. Oh my goodness! Some, right. that, that's, that, I take that. Some people just talk too much. You take it all. Right? <laughs> that's, that's the way I read yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's the way I read it. Okay. Yes, yeah, one way. And and it's shameful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is. But here's here's what I want to point out also. Pride is what makes a person unteachable. Let me tell you something. You know me. I, I you know I really don't care if believers get offended. Yeah. Because there are some believers who've been sitting under the word for 50, 60 years and haven't learned a thing. Exactly true. They, no, no. You've got to tell the truth. Yeah, it's true. Because, because they haven't learned anything. Why? Because the so-called pride, well, I, you know, I go to church, I, I'm in the choir, I sing, I, I, you know, I usher, I do all of these things in the church. You can't tell me I'm not good enough. Like an engine trying to start, it ain't got no gas. <laughs> you know what I mean? Seriously, it's all about I, what I've done, what I did. I, 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 and then they say, I do it in the name of the Lord. Well, shut your mouth. No, you don't. You're prideful and you're not growing. You're prideful and you're not experiencing you're not experiencing the life that we've received through the finished work of Jesus Amen. Christ. Amen. Okay? Amen. So pride makes a person unteachable. And in order to receive what Christ has done for us through his death, burial, and resurrection and being seated at the right hand of the Father, we have to always be teachable. We have, we should, what is repentance? To, to, to turn away from and to turn to. When people think of repentance, people <laughs> just, you know, I'm, not, I'm not, not making light of this. This is just some stuff that's so badly taught. It's like every time, if I commit sin, every time I commit sin, then I got to go repent. No, if you want to stop sinning, you, you, you have to live a repentant life. In other words, I'm going to turn away from the old and I'm going to turn to the new. What's the new? I'm going to turn because, number one, when you say, listen, oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. Repenting is giving up the old life mm -hmm. and, and receiving the new life. Amen. It's a lifestyle, not an act. It's a, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. And, in order, and you keep, uh, re repenting is not, well, I committed sin, so I'm going to run the church and no, I'm going to run it, whatever people do, and I'm going to repent of my sin. No, you haven't repented what you did. You came in and you scared, for one. You're scared that you're going to get stricken down and go to hell, but that's not the case because I'm a born-again believer. I have the life and nature of God. I've, in spite of me, it's not what I've done. It's what Jesus done. It's, it, I have received the life of God. So anything that I'm trying to do in my own strength is pride. It's I. Let's keep going. I'll get back to that later. But pride is what makes a believer unteachable. Not, I don't want to talk about the world. I want to get the world into the kingdom so we can talk about them. The way I'm talking about the rest of the believers. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right? Pride. What is pride? Pride is self-deceit. And you know what pride does? It builds it itself to see and it builds up and strengthens everything in you and I that should be dead. Yeah. You hear what I just said? Everything in me you and I that should be dead. It's attached to the old man. It's, it's attached to the old man. Amen. Alright, since you said that. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 5.17, please. I'm talking to believers today. Amen. 2 Corinthians 5.17. We need a good Amen. 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 You know, you know what? You know, God. Mm -hmm. Here we go. Y'all ready for this? If any man be in Christ, he is what? He's a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Now, believers should be living and an experience. If, if, if you said all things have passed away, and all it says all things, so it's not just one or two things. 
It's all things are become new. Why? Because we have a new life. We now have that old nature, that old nature, this is dead. It's been crucified with Christ. Paul says in Galatians 2, 20, I've been crucified with Christ, yet I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Oh, right, Pastor. Mm -hmm. But what's, mm -hmm. that, that scripture is true, of course. Right. So what is it that causes the old man to still show himself, to but, rise up for whoever serves one of you? It's like you're living in two worlds. This is the reality. The scripture says, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. You're hearing the true and living God, and making that your reality. But when you live according to the old man, what you, 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 you're living according, uh, or the old man, or living according to the world, the world system, old man, world system, carnal, carnal it's all the same thing, is living independently of God, even though you have the life of God in you, you live independently of God. So, but if it says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature, old things have passed away. But when we're in pride, we we keep the old thing, we, we, we keep the old man alive. When the old man is what? Dead. We want to live according to the new. Amen. This is a definite, thank you. Amen. This is a definite. Okay, so let's keep going. That's what, you answered my mm -hmm. question. We're living independently of, of the new life that we have in Christ yes. Jesus. Yes. And that life, to experience that life, means you experience Christ because he's living that life in you. Amen. It is his life that has become your life. And he keeps pride dead. He, there is no pride. There's no, let me tell you something. Pride, um, is an obstruction. If you live in pride, well, I'm going to get to it here in just a second. The identity I have created for myself down through the years, everything I've experienced, all the blessed experiences, can be called this. I, ego, self, and the old man. They're all the same thing. I, ego, self, and the old man. I simply means ego. Okay? The thing that makes self so deadly is what my interpretation of everything that I see, everything I experience, everything that I hear, everything that is produced that. All these things are produced out of my sense of self. So still, that's holding on to it. Of, of self, of self, or, or, or who I think I am. Not who I Remember that we sang that song this morning, I know who I am. Yeah. Yeah. I know who I am. Yeah. You know who you are, yeah. right? You know who you are. You, you, yeah. you all know who you are. Why? Yeah. Because I know who I am in Christ Jesus because yeah. because. I know that I'm dead, that Christ is alive, and Christ yeah. lives in me. I now have a new life that's in Christ. Jesus. Somebody's getting free right now. Lord, as we minister. Thank, Thank you, Holy Spirit. Somebody Jesus. just got free from that Thank one you. statement. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. The old man must die. Pride must die. Pride, the old man, it must die. It cannot see. Pride cannot see. It cannot, it can, it cannot perceive. And, and it cannot grasp, it cannot understand the realities of the kingdom of God. Amen. It never will. It can only see what it can accomplish in its own ability. We become victims to our own pride. We become defeated by our... We live... <laughs> that battle is constant. It's a constant battle. In order to receive anything from the life that's been abundantly provided for us through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. In order for us to receive, we must die. The old man must die. It must first die. We have to die to our own intellect, 
to our own ideas, to our own opinions, uh, to our own will, to our own self-determination. What is God's will for my life? What is God's will for my life? What is God's will for my family? What is God's will for my marriage? What is God's will for my business? What is God's will for, 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 listen, God's will is always that you produce. Produce what? The glory of God. That the glory of God will be produced when people look at you as an individual, when you go to work every day, when, when your business is prosperous, or even if you start your business and for some reason you, you come under attack, you speak God's word and you say, you know, Lord, you said that I'm prosper anything I set my hands to. Amen. So you've invited him in to be the God in your business or the God in your life. I prosper. My life prospers. My marriage prospers. My family prospers. Because I died to myself, I take it out of my own hands and I put it into his hands. Amen. 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 I have this new life in Christ Jesus. I'm going to say this. A great teacher said this. Listen to this. If you got a pen, you probably should write it down. If not, go back to this thing and pull it off. You will never embrace or experience the new you while the old you lives and defines the world around you. And that's what I'm telling y'all. Listen, believers. Listen, believers. Listen. There is a new you. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. In your spirit, man, you have the life and the nature of God. And most of us aren't living from the life and nature of God that's on the inside of us. In other words, the kingdom of God and everything that you will ever need is on the inside of you. Your health, your wholeness. Your divine health, your divine wholeness. Your peace, your strength. It's all already on the inside of you. But your heart is cluttered with the old man who has been crucified with Christ. Let him stay dead and live according to the new life, the new you. Everybody say, I'm new. I'm new. Say, I'm new. I'm new. Tell yourself, I'm new. I'm new. I have the new life, the new life. that Christ has provided for me. Right. Through his finished work. Through his finished work. Pride has no place. Amen. I love that. Amen. I love that it. it's so true. You wonder why things aren't happening mm. when we think they should be? Let's examine, examine ourselves. Let's get our let's get our focus off of other people and examine ourselves. Yes. Seeing there's pride in our life, and as Pastor said, we all deal with it in some form or another, but we don't have to. No. We really don't have to. Amen. If, if our focus can be Jesus Christ, if our focus can be who we are in Christ, mm. if when things come against us, and things are going to come against us because of the, the world that we're in, when things come against us, if we recognize who we are in Christ Jesus, if we recognize that we have already, we've already conquered, that we're already victorious, already, if we don't make the situation bigger than our Lord, don't allow anything to be bigger than our Lord. And that's what pride wants you to do. Right. We talked about that word this morning, conquerors. We're more than conquerors at Red Scripture. How can you be more than a conqueror? And the way that you're more than a conqueror is everything's already been conquered for you, and you just live in it. You more, a conqueror has to conquer. We have already conquered. Christ has conquered for us. So we live in what he did. That's why I'm more than... We, we, we quote these things. We don't understand what they mean, but I'll tell you, but when you understand that... I'm, uh, uh, Oh, you're a conqueror. You see, my Savior was a conqueror. 
conquer. He conquered because I couldn't conquer. He was the conqueror. But now that he's a conqueror, I live above conqueror, and I live in what's been conquered. Amen. Above what's been conquered. I love, I love it. Amen. I love it. Pastor, you know what I always, I often use that as an example of what you just said? Is sports, mm -hmm. right? And it's like whatever team you're affiliated with. Yeah, when the Cowboys win today, that's what you're talking about. I didn't get a picture. <laughs> whatever team. <laughs> Peace. That's right. Because of pride. Pride. It That's keeps right. us 
that we can experience the peace that's been given unto us. And so many other things. There's, there's only two reasons people don't receive. Either they don't know or pride. Either they don't know. Because you can only exercise faith. You can only exercise faith, right, where the will of God is known. Or the other is, well, you know, this, I didn't receive this blessing or that because, but I'm saved. Well, yeah, you are saved. I mean, you know, what does it mean to be saved? What is salvation? Salvation is more than just, thank God we're not going to hell. But salvation is, what it, salvation is we're saved, we're not going to hell, we're healed, we're whole, we're blessed, we're protected, we're abundantly provided for, we're at peace, all of those things. Salvation is a, is a huge, just a huge, you know, oh, God. what do you call it? Everything in God. Amen. In other words, salvation is the life of God. Amen. 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 Let's not let pride stop us from walking in what Christ has done for us, Amen. what God has done for us through Jesus Christ. And this life that's only found in Jesus Christ is for you, whoever's watching today. Mm -hmm. All of this, if you want to experience it, you experience it in and through Jesus Christ. Glory be to God. Amen. And he made it so easy. The scripture says if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that Christ raised him, that God raised him from the dead, you shall be our Father raised his son from the dead for our salvation so that we can come back. We can be, come into the, his family. Glory be to We become his children. Glory be to God. You have but to ask. You have but to ask. Just, just repeat this, Father. I thank you that you sent Jesus to live to die, and to resurrect for me. I was a sinner in need of a Savior. So Jesus, I thank you. I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. I ask that you come into my heart and that you live your life through me. I thank you, Jesus, that I am saved in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Amen. The Lord loves you. Jesus died for you. Those of you who have experienced this newness that's only found in new life, that's only found in Christ Jesus, we invite you. Those of you who are already born again, get into the Word. See who you are. You are who the Bible says you are. Not who your uncle or aunt or neighbor, who they may think you are. You are who the word of God says you are. So live that person. Be that person. Find out. Search the word. Find out. And enjoy every minute of it. Every minute of it. God bless you. We thank you guys for tuning in. We love you guys. Share this. If it's, if it's blessed you, share it so it can bless others. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. God is good. Glory, glory, glory.